Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Good evening from our humble abodes. Notice how I got that plural in uh, in the Western Pennsylvania area. Um, it was a celebratory week, and not because the Pac-12 is now the Pac-4, but uh, uh, because the Penguins have made serious uh, steps towards um, uh, towards becoming a Stanley Cup contender again. Um, gentlemen. We got uh, our man, uh, the dear uh, King Dubas. Uh, Emmett, how do you think? Uh, how do you think he did so far in his short tenure as GM dash President dash God of Penguins? At um, early on during the the uh, right after the free agency and the draft, I, I, I said that to date uh, Kyle Dubas had. Uh, I was very whelmed by him. Uh, I thought the moves were interesting. I thought they were more, moderately better. Uh, but this move over the weekend is, is definitely, uh, I, I don't see how you can view it anything other than an A-plus move. Uh, I, I believe you were the one that said it's a complete anti-Hextall move. Uh, yeah. it, uh, it truly is uh, a game changer. I don't know how he pulled it off. I don't know if Mark Bergevin, uh, they forgot to deactivate his... Uh, his key card uh, in Montreal and he snuck back in and said, Hey, I'm the GM again. Or I don't know if Mike Greyer is just tired of, uh, of dealing with Carlson and just said, get him out of here. But for him uh, to, to get Carlson for the cost or lack thereof is just truly mind boggling. Uh, Joe, Joe Ebb. We're going to call you Eb today. Um, <laughs> only Emmett knows what Eb is. What do, what do you think was better, getting uh, getting Carlson or the majestic uh, ridding yourself of salary to go from so far over to only a hundred thousand dollars over? What what was what was the bigger uh, plus here for the Penguins? Well, I think it was addition by subtraction, right? The Penguins had dead weight of nearly twelve million dollars in cap space that were being eaten up by. Uh, Petri and um, and Granlin, and you know by moving them and getting a three-time Norris Trophy <laughs> winning defenseman that still plays 25 minutes a game, who's going to replace your future Hall of Fame, uh, you know defenseman on first on to, to be your quarterback on the PowerPoint. It's hard to choose one over the other, but you know to be able to turn lemons into lemonade, which he did by moving. Petrie back to Montreal and Granlin out 
and then bring in a guy and you know just basically plug and play uh, who also will be in the Hall of Fame one day was ridiculously brilliant. It's hard to underestimate the value of what he did for this team. He cleared out two years worth of mistakes um, and still brought in some other pieces around there too. I mean, I hate to say it, but he yet again brought in another depth piece, um, a guy that could play all three positions at forward uh, to to step in and, and as part of this too. Now, I know that that's not what we're talking about or what you asked, you know, but ultimately, I think getting rid of that dead weight uh, and bringing in a guy like Carlson does excite Penguin fans. It's going to excite and regenerate that team, with, I think, a little bit. He's going to be hungry trying to get that cup win, and he's going to drive. And the only hope there is that he can stay healthy like he did last year, especially in that downtime where we've got, you know, some some uh, some time without Gensel. We're going to have to generate points somewhere else, and I think Eric Carlson is going to be a big part of that. So I, I would have to say – Addition by subtraction is one, and the, the addition of, you know, your Norris Trophy guy is 1A. It's hard to pull them apart, but I'd say addition by subtraction. JT, in your wildest imagination, could you imagine that this man would have rid yourself of, of Hextall's uh, uh, tenure, basically? Let's let's put it on the line as tenure in, in a one-swoop-fell one trade. Being honest, going into this, I was always sort of anti. Joe was excited about this trade from day one. I um, I thought that they were gonna screw this up. I thought that you know Pickering, I thought uh, several number one picks were gonna go. Um, I thought we we're gonna maybe even lose Jaeger. I thought I thought there's gonna be a lot of prospects that we were gonna lose in this deal, and I wasn't for it. I didn't want to risk risk our future to the point where you know there's no guarantee that Carlson brings a cup and then we got nothing after that. Once he leaves, I, I love this trade. I mean, you, it's, it was phenomenal. And the more I read it and the more I kept seeing the players we got rid of, I mean, uh, even like the, the guys we got back, like Joe was saying, besides um, Carlson, I mean, this, this Hamilton kid, I just did a profile on him today. He's, he's a second round draft pick. I mean, remember the last time we made a trade like this and got a second round draft pick, it was Brian Dumoulin. So, you know, you get a guy, it's a second round pick of San Jose that's, that plays left wing. He's a tall guy. He can play like a power forward type position. And and Rem Pitt, like, is, to, like what Joe says, another guy he can put on a fourth line and he can get basically, I mean, he did a great job this offseason. Our third and fourth line now has so many bodies and options. Um, the one thing I do worry about is if you look at Carlson's stats, he had three years in a row with San Jose. His uh, his high was 56 games and 45 points going into last season. So he's he's had some injuries. Um, the minutes he plays and that his body's body's taking a beating. So I mean that's. But like I said in the uh, the article about Carlson, you gotta you gotta look at him like you look at Malkin and Crosby and, and Latang. You just gotta stay healthy. Joe. And I'm going to pose this question to all three of you because it because is, it is uh, probably, probably the, the, the main question, main question coming, in coming in here. Are we Are content, we content for the cup? No, uh, I think we're a playoff team. Again, I think the Penguins will make the playoffs this year. Um, I think there's still a couple of pieces legitimately away for contending for the cup. I think in part – there's a big question mark in, in goaltending. And I think that, that Tristan Jari is going to have to prove uh, that he can not only stay healthy, but can win in the playoffs. That's a big, if we haven't seen that yet. 
And I think that, uh, you know, that that's a question that we have to have answered. And, you know, secondly, I'm, I'm not real sure that this team is has enough scoring to compete. Uh, now, I realize I say that in, in the wake of two Stanley Cup champions that if you put our our roster up against theirs, it looks like ours is going to it should win, um, you know, or at least be competitive. Uh, but, you know, I, I honestly, I, I'm, I'm not sure that we're, we're there yet, I, you know, and, you know, we still have midseason trades. We have deadline trades. We've got injuries. We've got other things that are going to happen. I think this team creeps back in and with the veteran talent that they have, they can be competitive in the playoffs. I would just like to see a little bit more depth on that top six. And I don't know if it's affordable. Uh, and, you know, if they're going to depend on, you know, two offensive defensemen to do that. We've seen a formula that's worked in the opposite direction over the last few years, just this last year in Vegas. I mean, they, they, they won by defense. So I think their, their playoff team, I think contenders might be a little rich. JT, uh, are they contenders? And if not, uh, what do you think it's going to take to, to make them Stanley Cup contenders? Because at, at this point, you're hoping we didn't make these trades just to get in the playoffs. I mean, they're definitely they're definitely a playoff team now. I mean, I think there's I think there's no doubt unless they get like I talked about before. There's a couple injuries and we're back to square one. Um, especially if you lose a Malkin or a Crosby, then you lose one of the two defensemen. But um, I agree with what Joe said. I think our top six, especially the first, they're saying five games. But I mean, you're not, you're not going to have Gensel for the first five games. Um, we don't really have much depth up there. To, I mean, you're going to put up a Nieto or well, I don't even know who you expect to put up. Because like me and Joe talked about off the um, air before, after the trade was made, that Granlin was sort of the guy, once you heard about Gensel getting hurt, Granlin was probably the guy that you were going to plug in at least to, to fill in for um, for Gensel while he was hurt. So um, the depth really isn't there. They have better depth down in the bottom of the lineup. I mean, they're going to have to have, the defensemen are definitely going to have to step up early in the year um, to, to, to maybe nullify some of the scoring we're not going to get from the forwards because uh, unless a guy like Brian Russ really starts off hot, I mean, um, I don't think they're – we're not as uh, complete of a team as like a Carolina still. I don't I don't believe. I think that we uh, still have a ways to go. I mean, Tristan Jari has a lot to do with it as well. If he comes out and plays – a full season doesn't get hurt and plays up to his potential, then we can go as far as he takes us, I believe. Emmett, I'll, I'll pose the question to you, but I also want you to uh, comment a little about uh, uh, the synopsis of the goaltending situation. And are we weaker at this point than we were last year? Okay, they're, they're, they will make the playoffs. Uh, I think they'll be one of the, the, the three locks in the Metropolitan Division. And as Florida proved, uh, if you're in it, you can win it. However, uh, if uh, if I were to venture down to our friends at Bent Rivers uh, Casino, uh, I would not be putting uh, a chocolate chip cookie or two on them to win the cup. Um, the disparity between the top six scoring and the bottom six scoring is still cavernesque. Uh, and, you know, they, they certainly have much more depth and, and certainly much better defensive prowess on the bottom six. But offensively, they are just very interchangeable. So unless if one of the young guys comes out of nowhere 
uh, a Nylander or a, a Gruden or, or uh, if, uh, if Poulin uh, finds his game, uh, there's still going to be a problem with, with scoring uh, it, once the other two lines are off, uh, off the ice. Also, I think this, this uh, trade puts a lot of pressure on Todd, Todd Reardon for two reasons. There's no reason that this cannot be a top three or four power play team in the league. Um, and with the top four defensemen of Latang and Pedersen, Carlson and Graves, that, that, that's fine. They don't need a coach. It's what are you going to do with the, the bottom two and the depth? Uh, and that, that, that's going to be a challenge for Reardon, uh, especially if Sullivan is you know, still married to this right, left, right, left, right, left on every pairing. Uh, you know, that's going to be uh, a challenge. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not sure that they are, are a serious cup contender. Um, what was the second part of your question again? Uh, talk about the goaltending versus last year. Oh, the, are we weaker at this yeah. point or possibly strong? I think strong? The is even or better because uh, I think Najelkovic is better than DeSmith. Uh, Jari is Jari. It all comes down to the health. Uh, when he's healthy, he is. He's an all-star goalie. Uh, they certainly have enough depth. It's going to be interesting. Um, and you may even lose one of these guys on, on, uh, either for salary cap relief or waivers. But I'm guessing those two will be the, the, the guys in the NHL. Then I'm guessing uh, it'll be a, a three-man rotation between Bloomquist, uh, Lindbergh, uh, and, and Hellberg. And, you know, they often like to keep three at Wilkesburg, but it could be one of those guys actually ends up at, um, at Wheeling. So depth-wise, they're infinitely better. Uh, but I think performance-wise, they're better. All right. Now, I'm going to go to each of you with what I feel is, is the three most impactful trades in recent uh, Penguin history, recent being in the Stanley Cup era. And uh, I'm going to going to have uh, you talk about the specific ones I asked. We'll start with you, JT. Um, one of the trades that certainly um, um, took Pittsburgh from a, a, a good, although nowhere near a Stanley Cup team, to ha having that possibility was in 1988 when we got Tom Barrasso in goal for Doug Bodger and, and Darren Shannon. Rate this trade against that one as far as impact of the team. I think that the Barrasso trade will have to go down as a more impactful trade just for the fact that, I mean, became a two-time Stanley Cup goaltender for us and um, shored up a goalie position, especially on a team that didn't play defense. I mean, Barrasso was basically uh, out in the middle of nothing. I mean, we, we, we get out shot 12 nothing, then we'd score on our first goal. That's how I used to love watching games as a kid. It'd be like, Penguins are out shot 13-3, but lead 3 nothing, And it was like, it was just crazy stuff, but I, I don't think you can put it as impactful as that because I think um, that changed our that that changed our course. I mean, we had the we had the goaltender won some cups, and so I, I would say Barrasso trade was more impactful than uh, this Carlson trade will be. All right, uh, Emmett, uh, the one where uh, I had a lot of fun going to it because I could see his hair fly, and back then I had hair. Um, Trade with the Oilers. We got Davey Hunter, Wayne Van Dorp, and Paul Coffey for the great uh, quad of Davey Hannon, Chris Joseph, Mo Mantha, 
And while he's famous for playing for Michigan State, he was a Duquesne University student at the time of the trade. Uh, so he's one of us, uh, Craig Simpson. I will say that trade is more impactful uh, because that was really the first statement trade of the Penguins. Uh, for those of you uh, that, are, that are not aware, I, I have some breaking news for you. Penguins hockey existed before Mario Lemieux. Uh, <laughs> and there was a whole lot of mediocrity at best uh, for the first 20 some years of their existence. Uh, a lot of wandering in the desert, occasionally getting lucky in the playoffs, occasionally frequently getting their heart broken. Uh, St. Louis Blues, you bastards. <laughs> um, uh, Don't forget but, the Islanders. Yeah, well, yeah. The Islanders, which time? Uh, the Islanders, uh, are, you know, that the, the Islanders are the Penguins as the, the Philadelphia Eagles have been to my New York Giants. Uh, but the Paul Coffey trade, um, which my understanding was, I think Grant Shore was supposed to, or Andy Moog was supposed to be part of it, and they, they, they redid it at the last minute. But that was the first time Penguin ownership and management said, we're serious about hockey. We're serious about making big runs. And, and I'm, I'm going. I'm going to leave, going to leave the, the, uh, my, favorite uh, my favorite one for you, for you Mr. Joe. Mr. Joe. Um, um, Hartford Whalers, 1991. We got we got gentlemen, gentlemen by the name of Grant Jennings, Jennings and, and all of our all of our personal favorites, I'm sure, of Samuelson. Samuelson, and a man named, a man named Ron. Ron. And we, and we, we, gave, we gave some, some, talent, some talent, in talent in this one. John Cullen, John Cullen who was having a nice season. season. Jeff, Parker. Jeff Parker. And the greatest, the greatest name in history, Zarly Zarly So I would, so comparing that to the Carlson's trade, it, it's hard. It's apples and oranges. I mean, that trade solidified this team. It might be the biggest ripoff trade of all time uh, when it comes down to it. I mean, uh, Hartford Whalers gave up a future Hall of Famer in Ron Francis, a future Hall of Famer, someone who should be a Hall of Famer, yes, yes. and all Samuelson, who won't be, and a depth piece like Grant Jennings, who didn't get a lot of play. But for his play, you know, I think if you ask the Penguins, is was he a guy that was a five six defenseman? And he, you know, this this guy really did a good job. He brought size uh, to the arena, and they did they gave up stuff. Sure, they did. I mean, obviously Zarly Zalapsky uh, was a you know a player that should have been better than he was never had the career that everybody thought he was going to be he was supposed to be you know a, he could skate backwards better than most of the nhlers could skate forwards the guy had he just never was able to put it together here uh cullen was a hit you know at the time but ultimately petered out and never was the player he was when he was with the penguins and who's jeff parker right so like you know you know the idea is you brought in two guys that are that went to the hall of fame that won you two cups that should have won you three uh, and, you know, it really gave us that second line center when a second line center meant you had to be run for, there was a guy that was still at a hundred points playing second line center behind Mario's trying to stop the other team's best center. And that's what they did that back in the day, instead of just playing equal and three forwards, F1, F2, that didn't exist then. Right. And, and Ron Francis, you know, was the linchpin that brought that team together it was his leadership, his skill set, his ability to win faceoffs. I remember them, them skating him out there just to win faceoffs, and 
shorthand air power play situations and him skating off. You know, like you know, there, there was there was just he was ridiculously talented. He'll never get the credit that he deserves. And I'm saying that about a Hall of Famer. Like he's mo- maybe the most underrated Hall of Famer of all time. Uh, and I just I love that trade. It really put the Penguins over the top. I'm a big Paul Coffey fan. Believe me, I've got Bobby Orr one and Coffey two in my book. Uh, and um, I love to see him come here. The Barrasso trade might have meant more because it was a monstrous position of need. But that that Francis trade was just the in my lifetime the most impactful I think to the Penguins. Now I say that knowing your question was about Carlson, so I guess I'm saying that the Francis trade was more important than the Carlson trade in a very long, circuitous way, you know, but ultimately I think the Carlson's trade, the Carlson trade will be as impactful to this team. I think he's going to energize this team in a way he's hungry. He wants to win. He wants to prove he still has it in the tank Uh, and coming here. Can you imagine not just the power play? I mean, Emmett hit it on the the nail on the head. I mean, Reardon's got, this has got to be a top three power play, but during the regular season, you know, a three-on-three in OT, like, who who sits the bench? I mean, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. You know, they're going to pick up a lot of extra points based on what these guys are going to do in that extra period. Um, and even in, in some of these shootouts, this is a guy that's good at that stuff, too. So we'll, we'll see. I just can't compare that to the Ron Francis thing. And maybe the jury's out. Because we're we're not there yet, we we haven't been able to to see what Eric Carlson can bring to this team, and maybe I'm wrong. I hope I am, you know, because that means more cups. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm gonna guess that the Ron Francis trade stays where it is and is, is my all time favorite. Yeah, Emmett mentioned something uh, about there was hockey before Mario Lemieux, and the greatest memory I have is uh, buying a ticket at the top of the Civic Arena for five bucks when I was in college. And by the end of the first period, my nose would be on the glass because we slipped the guy, uh, Musher, $5 because there was maybe a five, 6,000 people in the building at best. Um, just, Dave, just to remember. When I, was, I, well, when I was in high school, I used to be able to walk up, buy a ticket right by the penalty box for maybe 20 bucks. Here we go, JT. Uphill both ways in the snow, blah, blah, blah. With no shoes on. I want to know how did the ice. You guys wear shoes in the snow. Emmett and I didn't. Right. What did the ice rink look like, black and white? Was it weird? Was it weird? Did it look weird? I'm just playing. It was strange. I'll never forget in 72 when all of a sudden everything turned color and the world was different. But, uh, uh, those those were just some weird days. It was it was just tough uh, tough imagining uh, uh, the Penguins being so bad, but but they were they were they were a joke back then. But uh, JT, real quick, real quick, you and Evan, 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 as, as uh, 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 Joe, is, Joe is, is gone with uh, the Francis deal. What was your best of those three trades? The best trade out of the three of them. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say. I think I still think the Barrasso just because gave us a goaltender during the Stanley Cup years. But I, I love the I love Johnny Collin when he played here. I used to wear number eleven in deck hockey back in the day because of Johnny. I, I thought John Collin played a really good. He had a real good, real good playmaker. I love his playmaking skills. Um, I love that trade, uh, Levron Francis. But I, I would I would stick with Barrasso as much as Barrasso could be a. Could be an a hole with the media and with the fans. I just thought that he, um, 
you couldn't have got a better he, he couldn't have got a better guy in her uh, to make to make some of them saves he made during that. If you if you go back and watch some of them old Penguin games, he literally was hung out to dry like you would not believe. I mean, and and I wouldn't be surprised if the Penguins play a little bit of style that of this year too. Because I mean, Carlson's a great player, but he does not know how to play defense. I mean, he does not know how to play defense, even in his the years where he had good better teams than he did last year. Last year shouldn't count, but he scored 101 points last year and still was a minus 26. So that tells you that's at least 127 times he was on the ice whenever the other team scored. Um, I, I, I think his team's going to be a running gun team this year, and that, that sort of scares me because I don't know if our forwards have the ability to um, will have the ability to keep up. Well, in a stat of the day, um, he actually is out of all the Norris winners. He is uh, next to last in plus minus. Um, out of the, out of the, can you guys guess who is the greatest Norris winner in plus minus? The great Bobby Ray, Orr. Ray, Ray Borg. No. Randy, Randy Carlisle. Carlisle. Randy Carlisle, Randy Carlisle is, 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 is the worst. Is the worst. <laughs> he, he, was, he was the he only, was the only, only one, one below him. Hey, uh, didn't Bobby Orr, Orr have like a plus 126? No, <laughs> he said he's, he's my, 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 my minus. He's he, he, great, but he, he didn't play as long. This, no, this is in their, in their history, in their, in their careers. careers. I misunderstood the question. That's okay. That's okay. It's a Montreal Canadian. Montreal Canadian. Montreal Canadian. Well, Montreal Canadian means it's not Dick Tarnstrom. Uh, a relatively new one. Or he was in. He was on a color TV. We'll say that. <laughs> so he didn't make a cameo on Green Acres. He would have known who Ebb is, and he would have he would appreciate him. Chris Chelios? Uh, no, no. He's a Hall of Famer. He's bald now. Wow. His first name's Larry. Larry, Larry, Larry Yeah, something like two hundred seventy-nine. Wow. Yeah. So there's your Norris uh, thing of the day. The Penguins had the worst defensive. Uh, uh, Norris Trophy winner of all time, but he he's a Norris Trophy winner, so God bless him. Anyways, we're going lightning round. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Who replaces, Who replaces Wetzel, Wetzel, Wetzel early on? Early on. Emmett. Emmett. Riley Smith. JT. JT. I'm going to try Eb. Eb. Okay, okay, Joe. Joe. Oh, sorry, I didn't know who that was. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I forget you don't know. You don't know <laughs> I'm gonna have to say um, nobody. I, I think it's 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 sad. They just don't have anybody to replace him. And you know, with Raquel and Rust, I mean, it's hard to take them off. A certain, I mean, what? I don't know. I don't think they have anybody. I think they're gonna struggle without him. Yeah, hey, I had a guy. I had a guy on my um, Twitter feed mentioned after i posted the um the carlson trade and everything and he he mentioned this i was i want to see what your guys take is on this if we can get kessel on the cheap would you bring him in for the first couple no no what about you, what about you Jim? i you know i like his speed i like his game um i know that i don't think sullivan will suffer him any longer than he i mean there was that divorce uh i think it would be fun to bring him back but i don't think it's going to happen 
some some fan just, I mean, he put it on her. He asked me about it. I'm like, ah, I just don't see it happening. I mean, I know there's a chance Kessel would take the cheap to come here, I think, but I don't, I think you're right about the uh, Sullivan thing. I don't think yeah. it would. Uh... We got a sister, so that's, that's enough for my <laughs> Kessel family. <laughs> but, uh, okay, last question of the day. And we'll start with you, Emmett. Out of the four players traded, Ruda, Granlin, Petrie, and DeSmith, who, who do they miss the most? Wow. <laughs> uh, is there a none of the above uh, selection? Jeez. <laughs> um, ah, I'm going to go Petrie because I don't think he was nearly as bad as reputation uh, or, or, you know, the narrative took hold. And again, with, with Sullivan's insistence on right, left, uh, I think they might struggle to find that, that bottom pairing. Joe. Yeah, I agree with Emmett. I think Jeff Petrie's departure is going to be the one that's most resounding. Uh, Granlin was invisible last year. Ruta is, you know, he was adequate injured. Uh, DeSmith is, you know, just a backup goaltender. I don't think, you know, I think most of the guys they signed in the offseason could replace him adequately. So I'd have to go there. And I agree with Emmett. I think his departure leaves a hole on that right side. I mean, to be honest, I mean, the argument is going to be who plays on the opposite side of P.O. Joseph in that 5-6 pairing. And I'm not sure that player's on this team. I know that people like Chad Ruedel. He's a good quad A player. I, I think people like Friedman and think he might be the guy if he's given the chance. But I'm not sold on either one of those guys being more than depth pieces and guys you bring in for injuries. And I think the less you see them, the better they are. And I mean that in a good way, like you don't want to overexpose them. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Dubas go out on the free agent market and try to grab up somebody to play on the opposite side of PO uh, for that because Petrie's gone. And, you know, frankly, it's not someone they need to have more than 10 minutes a game. I mean, with between Latang and, and, and Carlson, they're going to eat up that time. So I just I think that's probably the biggest hole we're going to see because I agree with Emmett. He wasn't as bad as the fans thought he was because it's just not true. He was he was inadequate. He was adequate. JT. I, I agree with the Petri. I think for the first month of the year, I'd like to have seen – I think we'll miss Granlund a little bit. I know it was, it was non-existent last year, but, I, I mean, it's 22 games. He struggled for 22 games. But it would be nice to have him – have another left winger um, on them first two lines if if Gensel, you know, if he misses a month or five games, whatever they said it's going to be. But I, th I I agree with them. I think uh, Ruda and the Smith, uh, I'm not going to miss them guys at all. And that's that's for him, like to get back to the point about Dubis, to make that trade is just amazing that he was able to dump all of them, dump everybody like he did without giving up. You know, the, the, the hardest thing he gave up was a first round pick next year. But I mean, I. I can live with that and as long as Pickering and, uh, and Jaeger stayed here. So we still got – and he picked up a second-round pick from from uh, 2019. Was, I'm not saying he's going to be a great player, but he's he's got some potential, that Hamlick. So I, I like to move a lot, man. I, I think when it comes to, to, to Petrie, uh, you, you've heard of the Stockholm Syndrome where hostages become uh, – you know, to identify with their captors. I think for a long time, penguins suffer from a stack house syndrome, whereas they really tend to have, get a, a, a narrative about a penguin defenseman. Doesn't matter 
what your eyes tell you, he's a bum and has to get off the ice. And I think he was the I smell a draft 412 article coming on that one. That's a really good, really good topic. You know, name the Ron Stackhouse syndromes of the last 20 years. I think what Tang's going through a little bit now, because if you get on Twitter and Facebook during a Penguin game, and if Latang is anywhere on near the ice when the other team scores, he gets singled out right away. And it was Latang was it was Latang's guy again. It's it's, it's Latang. I think he's a new he's a new guy. guy. Well, the Penguins are. I mean, that that let's face it. These these defensemen are going to give up goals. We don't. They're all offensive defensemen, you know. And in the offseason, we Graves is a nice replacement for Dumoulin. I, I like that play a lot. I thought that was that was a good one, and you know, Will's, I mean, but they went out and got Will Butcher too, and I think Will's another guy that doesn't play defense. Will score you a lot of points, but he's got to outscore the the points he's given up. <laughs> Penguin fans are going to see a lot of both sides of Eric Carlson's jersey, whether it's leading the rush up the ice or scrambling to get back as the guys are breaking <laughs> in on a two on one. Definitely. So perhaps the negative of all this is. Tickets were selling fairly cheap before the Carlson trade. As I as I got the report on it, I went online real quick and uh, uh, got the uh, four games uh, at the relatively cheap price. And I looked yesterday; they're already up about twenty five percent. So, so if you're getting your tickets, so anyways, gentlemen, this is good topic. Oh, maybe Dave, one second. I've got one little mini rant. I'll get in here, but it's remained, and that's. Dear NHL, what in the blue hell are you doing? If the NFL has a trade in April, a, you know, a fundamental change, the next morning you're seeing it on Good Morning Football or on their affiliates, ESPN or whatnot. If Damon Lillard gets traded in the next couple of days, you know, the NBA network is going to have programs to discuss it and break it down. MLB trades in December. They'll be breaking it down. The day after Eric Carlson has moved, we're treated to replays of the 2007 Winnipeg-Vancouver <laughs> Game 2 of the first round of the Western Conference Finals. You know, yes. come on, get some studio shows in the offseason. I know it, it's easy for, to, you know, not they want to avoid the heavy lifting. Uh, you know, no one wants to be the producer that gets virtually no ratings, so you put something that you know the hardcore folks are going to watch uh but if you really want to grow the game and mls is nipping at their heels you have to put in the work you have to forget about the ratings for a while you have to do things you know so you are on the air 12 months a year you know you break out game six of the 94 cup finals uh you know the messier guarantee game and you're trying to bring in casual fans when the son of the guy that scored the game-winning goal is in the league now, okay? Stop covering 20% of the league and actually only two teams. Get down, get studio shows, be relevant, you know, give someone a five-year contract to build the network uh, so that, you know, like every other sport. Emmett should have saved this for a Caliente's hot take. He's right. They also had a Stan Makita interview that day too. So, you know, they really, they really had things going, but that's a great point. But so we, we've discussed things penguins today. By the time we meet again, 
Uh, it'll be after the 15th, and we'll know just how strong the grant of rights is in the ACC or whether that'll be the next league to topple. Stay strong, Stay strong and hope it doesn't, hope it doesn't end up in the next. I agree, agree. All right, gents. Hey, have a good night, night. Have a good night.